This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Praise the Lord. Well, I don't have much time to beat around the bush because I'm I'm telling you, I am going to try to fit like a college level healing class into 40 minutes. All right. Who thinks I can do it? You've got more faith than I've got. You guys are good. Come on. (laughs) No, we're going to do this. But, you know, it's very important to me that we teach on healing right now, not just because there's different people needing to receive healing, because there's always people needing to receive healing. Um, I believe very, 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 very strongly that Jesus is the healer and that if he healed people 2,000 years ago, that he still heals people today because Jesus didn't change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, I believe in the New Testament that that is part of the price that Jesus paid. He was beaten for our transgressions. He was wounded for our iniquities, and by his stripes we were healed. And so with the, the wounds and the stripes that Jesus took on his back, healing was paid for. So last week we laid a little bit of a foundation in here. The title was called Faith for Healing. And tonight, go ahead and put this up there, Blake. The title is Bible Ways to Receive Healing. Because first of all, we covered this last week, you have to know that it is God's will for you to be healed. God is not only able to heal you, who knows that God is able to heal you? Right? Nothing is impossible with God. So you you should at least acknowledge that fact. But not only is God able to heal you, God is willing to heal you. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And we got dozens of other verses, but I don't have time for that. As I was getting ready to walk up here, I opened my Bible and this book fell out because I've been reading it every day. It's from Kenneth E. Hagen called How to Keep Your Healing. It's like a dollar or two dollars back in the bookstore. And I encourage you to go get that. We've got a lot of books like this. But uh, what I, my point of that is this, is I am in very good health. I've never been in better health in my life. And I thank the Lord for that. But I read books on healing all the time. Every night when I go to bed, I listen to preaching most of the time, all right, probably six out of seven days a week, I listen to preaching about healing all night long while I'm sleeping. You're like, well, you're asleep, it doesn't matter. Hey, my body may be asleep, but my spirit is wide awake, and it is listening all night long, amen? And so my point is this, you may be in here and you're like, man, I ain't sick. Talk about something I want to hear about. I want to hear about how God wants me blessed and wants to give me money. Well, that's cool. Hey, I like that stuff too. But listen, the time to lay the foundation for healing is not when you're sick and laying in the hospital or you just broke your leg. The time to lay the foundation is before the attack ever comes. It's not very wise of the military to, well, we'll send you out to battle and we'll give you instructions from there. We'll just throw you out there. Then we'll teach you how to use your weapons and stuff. But go ahead and take our word for it. Just get out there. You'll find out soon enough. That's not fair. And the time to teach you about healing is now, whether you're sick or not. And there's so much fear across our nation and world about all the things taking place. Jesus said that in the end, fear would grip people's hearts for what they see coming upon the earth. And we are seeing that. And so I just want to encourage you tonight, whether you're listening online or you're here in person I am convinced, beyond any shadow of a doubt, that Jesus is the healer. He wants to, and he can, and he will, if you'll believe it. If you've got 
guts enough to believe God at his word. He's got the power enough to make it happen. Can somebody say amen? Amen. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Um, we're getting ready to get into this Bible ways to receive healing. Now, my dad has talked for years about for about the past 10 years. My dad keeps talking about you need to know the Bible word on healing, because what are you going to do if they shut off access to your health care and your medicines and the things that you've relied on for years? What are you going to do if the only thing you can do for your healing and health is believe God for it. And I've always been like, man, that is, you know, that's kind of a little far out there. I don't see that happening. I, I mean, imagine where they take things away and take rights and things away. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. And now I'm like, whoa, my dad may be a prophet or something because I see things happening. And, you know, most of my life, hey, I grew up, I didn't have health insurance, but I had blessed insurance. Somebody say amen. <laughs> and so we had to trust God and believe God. And I, you know, other than having leukemia, I grew up very healthy. And I praise God for that. The Lord miraculously healed me of leukemia. And I believe in healing. All right. So what I'm going to do tonight is now instead of 40 minutes, I have 36. So I'm going to try to give you five ways, five Bible ways to receive healing. This is a crash course, Bible college crash course on Bible ways to receive healing. I'm going to talk fast. I know I did that last week because there's so much word on this topic, and I don't usually preach on healing because I'm like, hey, dad's got it covered. He's the expert on it, but I'm preaching on it for the next little bit, and so I'm going to talk fast, try to keep up, at least write the verses down because I don't care who you are. You need these verses. I will tell you that right now. You need the word of God. Who thinks they could use more word in their life? I could use more word. I want more word. Amen. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that you will anoint our time tonight. May your word have free course. God, speak through me. Speak through your word to get our attention. Build our faith. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Lord, faith has come tonight. And help us to get stronger and stronger in this area of healing. In the name of Jesus, somebody say amen. All right. Five Bible ways to receive healing. Here we go. Number one, take care of your temple. Number one, take care of your temple. Now, I'm going to get to some more spiritual, incredible things in a minute, but this has got to be said right now, that you need to take care of your body. And, and well, I don't, that's, yeah, but that's not in the Bible. Oh, it's in the Bible, sister. It's in the Bible, brother. And we're getting ready to show it to you. But listen, your body is only one-third of who you are, because your spirit, soul, and body, but it's definitely a part of you. Now, my main focus in life is on the spiritual aspect, okay? Uh, but no doubt about it, uh, you need to take care of your body. You know, it's crazy for you to abuse your body, eat wrong things, smoke wrong things, drink wrong things, never do anything at all to take care of your body, and you're doing things that you know are wrong to your body, and then you've got to keep praying to God for healing for it. God's the healer. Amen. I, we've all done dumb things, and God healed us. You know, Jesus can heal stupid. That's good news for somebody in here tonight. Jesus can heal stupid. Cast that out. Come on. But listen, Jesus can heal stupid, but at the same time, if I continue to do things that I know are harmful to my body, after a while it says, hey, do not test the Lord your God. Amen? And so when you keep doing things you know are harmful and destructive, after a while, 
you need to get that together because I don't know if God's going to keep just dishing out the miracle to you when you are knowingly destroying the temple. 1 Corinthians 6, let's turn there. Lots of verses tonight, lots of verses. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 through 20. 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verses 19 through 20. Now check this out. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in the city of Corinth. And these guys, they were a wild bunch of people. Corinth was a wild, wicked city. It would remind me of a lot of modern-day uh, cities in the United States. And so these guys, they were wild and party animals and all sorts of crazy things. And so Paul had to really warn this church about this stuff. And um, anyway, I'm reading 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 20. Now, he is specifically referring to sexual sins in this chapter. And uh, upon study of the word of God, you can see that sexual sins are very high up on the no-no list. All right. And you're like, well, all sin is equal. I'm sorry to tell you, not all sin is equal. I'm not going to go into that tonight. But don't tell me the little kid that stole a dum-dum from Walmart is just as guilty as Saddam Hussein who committed mass genocide. That is stupid. All right. Listen to me. And so it tells us that when you sin uh, sexually, it is against your own body, and that's a whole other level. But I'm going to apply this also to us just generally taking care of our bodies in every possible way. First Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, Paul says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. I'm going to say that one more time. You do not belong to yourself. Thank you. For God bought you with a high price. There's a price on your head, sister and brother. Well, what is it? It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You're worth far more than a million dollars. You are worth far more than six billion dollars. You are priceless and precious and beautiful. So amazing that Jesus bought you with his own blood and saved you. And so at this point in my life, I've got to say that this is not this body is not fully mine. It is a gift from God and I do not belong to myself. For God bought me with a high price. Look at this. So you must honor God with your body. You must honor God with your body. Now, I realize not everybody is going to be a fitness guru or a workout junkie. I get that completely, totally. I have no idea how people with kids and stuff have time to go do that. That's incredible. You're awesome and incredible, and I love you, and you still have time for the Bible, hopefully. That's great stuff. I haven't figured this out yet, but as a Christian... Your body is no longer your own. You are temporarily using it. I This thing is on loan for about the next 70 years, and then I'm like, take it back. I just want to go to heaven, right? This is on loan, and when I am borrowing something or temporarily using something that is not mine because this belongs to Jesus now, listen, I better take care of it, right? How would you like it if I borrowed your car and I spilled Capri Suns and I don't know whatever else is drunk in my house, apple juice, uh, grape soda, whatever. I spilled all over the seats. I dented it. I ran into fire hydrants. I ran it into the ground and ran it all the way on empty, and then I tossed it back to you. Just let walk off. Like, well, hey, that was mine. Why would you do that? That wasn't even yours. I was just letting you temporarily use it, and you abused it. What is wrong with you? Listen, 
We answer to God for what we do with our bodies, and this isn't a popular topic, and so I'm not going to preach on this all the time because I don't like the looks I'm getting right now, but you better hear me that you better take care of the gift that God gave you. It is not your own. You must honor God with your body. Well, that's just one verse. I'll bet you don't have more. I'll bet I do. Look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. And so, listen, this is just one small part of walking in God's divine healing and health. There's divine healing where you get healing when you get sick. And I believe in that. And then there's a whole other level of divine health where you live a healthy, Christian, godly lifestyle, and you don't really get sick. Well, I don't believe anybody could do that. Bet me. It can happen. All right? 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So, is what we're doing with our bodies, is it, can you do that to the glory of God? Jesus, I take this triple bacon cheeseburger from Jack in the Box right now. I didn't want this, but this is for your glory. Now, Jesus, you know I didn't want to drink this, but I'm going to have to, and I do it for your glory in the name of Jesus. Can you do that? Hey, thank you. I, I, I'm guilty, alright? Hey, my car has seen the jack in the box drive through at midnight before for that Oreo shake. But listen to me. Listen, I'm not saying Jesus was proud. I'm not saying I'm proud. I shouldn't have done that, but I did it. And so, I thank God for repentance, but at the same time, we need to take care of the temple. Alright, let's move forward. Number two, Bible ways to receive healing. Number one, you gotta take care of your temple. Number two, through the gifts of the Spirit. Through the gifts of the Spirit. And so let's look at 1 Corinthians 12. Can we do that? 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to look at verses 8 through 11. Who in here knows what the gifts of the Spirit are? All right. Well, I'm going to ready to show you. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 11. We are a Spirit-filled Pentecostal church. We believe in uh, laying hands on the sick and then recovering. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in casting out devils. We believe in prophecy. We believe in all these things because we believe in the whole Bible. And it's in there. And it's in the New Testament. And so 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 11 in the New King James. So listen, there are nine gifts of the Spirit. I'm getting ready to read all nine of them. And then I'll focus on the two ones that I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues or diverse tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And so, listen, there are nine gifts of the Spirit, and God wants you to walk in at least one of these. Some people, God may use you in more than one, but God wants you to walk in one of the gifts of the Spirit. And he tells us why later on is so you can edify and help out the rest of the body of Christ. But here's the thing. You don't get to choose which one because, I, you know, hey, everybody would like to do the working of miracles. And, I mean, I'd, I'd do all nine if I could. That would be awesome. But I don't get to choose. 
which gift of the spirit that God wants to use me in. And I don't get to choose when he wants to use me in it. Okay, and it's not an on and off switch about, well, hey, I just want to really uh, go uh, work some miracles today. So I'm just going to whoop flip that switch on. It tells us very plainly right here that is individually as he wills. Does God want everybody to be healed? I believe that he does. I believe that God wants every person healed. I believe that there's too much scriptural evidence to say otherwise. If if God didn't want everybody healed, there would be a, at least one person out of the four gospels that came to Jesus and he would have said at least to one person, it's not my will. But time and time again, people said, if it's your will, you could heal me. 100% of the time, he said, it's my will, and he healed them. I believe that Jesus does want everybody to be healed, even though not everybody gets healed. I get that, but I'm not blaming Jesus. I don't know who to blame, but I'm not blaming Jesus. He's too good to blame, amen? And so right here, though, it says that these gifts work as the Spirit wills and as God chooses to use you in these Things and but no doubt about it. It says right here in verses nine and ten that there are gifts of healings. There is a gift of the spirit. Some people God gives them to be able to be used to heal other people. I don't know. It's in there, and it talks about the working of miracles. I've seen this stuff my entire life, and I am grateful that I grew up in a church and I go to a church that still preaches this stuff. Because when bad news came knocking last year, I didn't run and hide. I was ready for it. Amen. You, but you're fortunate. I'll just tell you right now, you're fortunate that you go to a church that believes that Jesus still heals people. I just saw on the internet a little bit ago a church in Atlanta that is mandating. This guy says you you cannot come into our church building anymore unless you show a vaccination card. You can't go to your own church. They will turn you out. And even if you do have a vaccination card, and you you have to wear a mask while you come in and stay six feet away from everybody. Now, hey, yes, you do your rules. That's fine. But I'm like, I am so glad I don't go to that church. I'm, I'm not being mean, but I'm serious. If you, and I guess I, now I've dug a hole, I've got to get into this. I don't, I'm going to take 10 seconds for this and I don't want to do this, but if you want to get the vaccine, go get it. If you don't want to get it, don't go get it. You're a Christian and this is America. Do what you want to do. Amen. And I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. It's between you and God. Do what your heart tells you. Now on another note, and I guess because I'm going here, but I'm going to quickly go back to my sermon. There's a lot of people being forced that don't want to get it, and that's, again, that's your choice. I don't care. I don't care. Do what you want to do. It's America. You're a Christian. Do what you want to do. But uh, there are religious exemptions, and I have information regarding that from our lawyers. If you want that, you can contact me, and I can try to get you that information. And uh, there are religious exemptions, but you do have to actually prove uh, that you believe that, and you're not just saying it because you're afraid of needles or something. Amen? So anyway, but if you want that, uh, contact me, and I'll forward you the links to the lawyer's website. Amen? But do what you want to do. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to do what Jesus is telling me to do. Amen. And so there are these gifts of the spirit and I'm not afraid of sickness coming against my house. It knocks on the door and tries to come in just like it does to everybody. But listen, we respond with the word of God. Amen. So about three, four months ago, I'll quickly tell this story. Um, my son, Sam, was playing on the kitchen counter. I hear a loud smack. Turn around, dude's laying on the floor. And I'm like, whoa, that ain't good. So he gets up and he's like, daddy, passes out. 
So I'm like, I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure that shouldn't happen to the four-year-old. So we take him to the ER, and and uh, and here's I honestly, and you may not believe me, I knew it was serious, but I just wasn't. We just started speaking the word instantly in the name of Jesus. Amen. That Jesus came to take our sickness. I mean, just all these verses just started spitting out. And so she takes them and she calls me. Hey, they want to take him to Loma Linda. He has a skull fracture right here. And they say that he busted his eardrum. And I'm like, praise the Lord. We're going to see a miracle tonight. Amen. Because, hey, he he protects me and mine. <laughs> Amen. We're, we've got a covenant with God. And so they get him in the, I, I get, they let me go in there real quick and pray for him before uh, they took him in the ambulance. So they got him in a neck brace and all this. They put little Sam in the ambulance. They speed him down to Loma Linda. And I'm just praying in the spirit, thanking Jesus for the healing. Kate, and I'm like, well, this could be an all-nighter. I don't know. And so Katie calls me about two hours later. And she's like, hey, can you come pick us up? I'm like, why? Well, they got down here. They took the x-rays and did everything. And they're like, why did Barstow send you down here? There's nothing wrong with this kid. There's no fracture. There's no crack. There's nothing wrong with his eardrums. Get him out of here. And so I'm like, amen. So we got in the Prius and boom. <laughs> Zero to 60 in 60 minutes. I was going about 60 miles an hour by the time I got to Loma Linda. Amen. It was good stuff. But praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God's the healer. And you got to know where to look in the heat of the battle. I guarantee you, I'm not bragging on me. I'm just giving a point that I was not searching and scrambling for verses. They were already spitting out of my mouth before I even knew what was going on. But we lay hands on the sick and they recover. And so this is the gifts of healings and the working of miracles. And a lot of times we'll see these in operation in uh, baby Christians or in uh, people that maybe don't know very much about healing. And I believe the reasoning for that is this, is that these people haven't had a chance to develop their faith just yet. Amen. And so when you've been a seasoned Christian for a while, I'm not saying that God doesn't ever use the gifts of the spirit to bring healing to you. He does. But I just see it a lot more often in somebody that doesn't know that much about the word yet. And more often, I see somebody that's been a Christian for a long time. I see them standing on the word and getting their healing that way. And I'll go into detail on that. But for the sake of time, I've got to keep pressing on. And so, uh, number one, you need to take care of your temple. Number two, there are the gifts of the Spirit. Number three, prayer and anointing from the elders of the church. Prayer and anointing from the elders of the church. I'm talking about Bible ways to receive healing. You may be like, well, I know some other ways. I'm talking about Bible ways. All right? And so James chapter 5. Let's go there. James chapter 5. Are you still with me tonight? James chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 14 through 15. James 5, verses 14 through 15. You're learning anything tonight. James 5, 14 through 15. In the NLT, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church. Why? To come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Well, why would we do that? Well, because such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. Say that with me. Will heal the sick. It doesn't say might. It doesn't say could. It doesn't say potentially. 
it says, the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And bonus, if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. And so we do this here all the time. I anoint people with oil every day. I'm just looking at my anointing oil right here. Praise God. I anointed a young lady on Sunday who had been having some bad back pain for uh, weeks. Okay. I mean, crippling, debilitating Terrible back pain, like knock you out of work back pain. She just skipped up to me before church and said, hey, you prayed for me Sunday. It is gone all the way. I've never felt better in my life. I'm like, was I shocked? I was like, you serious? It actually worked? Oh, my gosh. I was just hoping it. No, I wasn't surprised at all. I expected it to happen because it says right here, the prayer of faith will heal the sick. I'm always happy when I see the word of God work, but I'm never surprised. I was expecting it to happen because God keeps his word. And so, you know, I don't know how to fully explain it, but sometimes I can really tell uh, when someone has received the anointing and received the prayer of faith. And maybe you've not experienced that or don't know it, but sometimes when I'm praying for someone, I'm like, oh my gosh, they totally just got it. I can tell that they received God's power. And, you know, I can't always tell. And, and sometimes I can definitely tell, like, they aren't believing one word of this. They are, I'm not judging, but they're probably not going to get anything out of this. And so, uh, you know, some churches may do this, these verses out of ritual or custom or like, well, it says to do this. But if there's not any faith involved by the preacher or by the sick person, usually nothing happens because it says the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will heal the sick, not the prayer of hope, not the prayer of wishing, not the prayer of maybe the prayer of faith and so sometimes maybe the preacher doesn't even have faith that it's going to work sometimes maybe the sick person but i tell you what when both of them have faith that this is going to work and you obey the word of god i have seen some miracle healings over the years i have seen a lot of people healed by being anointed with oil in the name of jesus all right and so how can we receive healing well you can call for the elders of the church now one important thing to know right here is this, all right? It's just, this has to be noted. It does put a little personal responsibility on you. It says the sick person should call for the elders of the church. Is it because God needs you to beg and, and, and dance for healing? No, no. But I do believe that if you'll have the uh, proactive, if you'll have the, the nature, if you'll have the want to, to actually call on the elders of the church, that's a step of faith and a sign of faith just right there. And God will honor your faith, even if you're not fully there yet. But I do believe that you need to make some effort on your own to call for the elders of the church. I will drive Oliver Barstow baptizing you in oil i've done it okay i will chase you down whether you and just whatever you listen i'll do that but i don't think it's as effective you need to call for the elders of the church and we will anoint you with oil and the prayer of faith will heal the sick but there does need to be some outreach on your part and side note don't just assume because you posted your ailments on social media that i saw it 
I know I'm shocking. I know, you know, just don't be shocked that I don't sit there all day long scrolling through church members' feeds to see if you were sick that day. And I'm just saying that right now. So not, not, just listen, call. Don't assume that we saw that you had a tummy ache or were sick or got sick. Call for the elders of the church. You're not going to annoy me. I love to pray for people. It's my life. I enjoy it. But you got to let me know. You got to let my dad know. You got to let the elders know. And we will gladly pray for you. But there is some initiative on your part to do the calling. Can somebody say amen? All right, here we go. Number four. Number four. God's word. God's word. Who loves the word of God? Who, I mean, you don't just like it. You stink and love the word of God. It is your whole life. It is your foundation. You say, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus, you're the bread of life. I can't start the day without my bread. Amen. Listen, you love the word of God. You don't just like it. You don't just think it's a neat, inspirational thing. It's your life. If that's you, then I'm talking to you tonight. And I've got really good news for you. Amen. You have every right in, in the Bible and in your covenant to receive and expect healing. Say amen. And so this right here is the number one way that a mature, grown-up Christian will receive healing. This is the number one way. If I simply rely on the gifts of the Spirit, which those are awesome, but what if God's not that particular day, you know, Operating in the gifts of healing in the service that you're in. You know, you gotta please understand what I'm saying. They're an operation all over the world, all the time. But what if you come to church that day and you're like, well, pastor's got the gifts of healing in his ministry, so hey, why do I need to read the Bible when I can just go, boom, get the instant? Well, that's great and sometimes that happens, but what if God says, no, I need you to grow up a little bit? And do like Pastor did, and do like Chuck did, and do like Maxine did, and learn some of these verses for yourself. Amen? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You're gonna, if you wanna please God and make Him happy in your life, that was Hebrews 11.6 I just quoted. If you wanna make God happy and please Him in your life, there's only one way to do it, and that's through faith. Amen? And so, this topic of uh, God's word is the number one way. It may not be instant healing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes a sickness will come and I'm like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Exodus 15, 26 says, I am the Lord who heals you. And instantly I feel better. Sometimes I say that and the pain is still there. So what do I do? Well, I guess it didn't work. No, I just keep quoting it. I just keep standing on it. But this is the surefire guaranteed way to healing is God's word. Now, sometimes it's instant, sometimes it's not. Remember when Dylan Johnson, uh, three or four years ago, gets diagnosed with stage four throat cancer, and let's just get real, it didn't look good in the natural, and it it wasn't good. It was bad. And they sent him down the hill, and he was in treatments for a while. But he told me that it was incredible, all those years of sitting here listening to these type of sermons, and sometimes you're like, Man, we're going to talk about healing again? Can we, you know, why? We're going to talk about healing again. He said 
when he got down there to the treatment place, he was shocked how much healing verses just kept flowing and coming out of him. And he said he was just speaking the word. And on top of that, he got his Bible and just started studying scriptures on healing. He, he doubled up on it. But he was so thankful that he had heard the word on healing for years and years and years and years and years before the attack ever came. And when it came, he had the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God out of Ephesians 6. And he was ready for the fight. And guess what? A couple months later, 100% healed. No cancer in the body. Give God some praise tonight. Amen. I love to see people get healed because of Jesus, all right? And so, Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs 4, let's go. Proverbs chapter 4, and uh, I love these verses. Jose, can you hear Kenneth Hagin saying this already? I know you can. And so... On, I'll just give you, give you a little inside information, give you a little, uh, tip here. On YouTube, there is a video called God's Medicine by Kenneth Hagen. It is an hour and a half of Kenneth Hagen just reading healing scriptures. I went to sleep to this last night, as a matter of fact. And so, I listened to this so much, and it's an hour and a half of somebody just reading verse after verse after verse of healing scriptures from the word of God. I cannot describe how incredible it is. Now, someone that is not that interested in God's word, they'll be like, this is boring. It's an old man reading the Bible. And so, if hey, if that's what you take out of it, but I listen to this, and my gosh, it fires me up. My reason for saying this is, he opens the whole hour and a half with these verses right here. I'm going to read it in the New King James, but he's reading it in the King James. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son... Or my daughter, ladies, this applies to you too, so don't, you know, don't go feeling bad. My son, my daughter, give attention to my words. Well, what are his words? The Bible is the word of God. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep the scriptures in front of your eyes going into your ears because they're going down to your heart. Keep them there. Well, why would I do that? For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Man, I love that. Listen to me. God's words, the word of God, the Holy Bible, the scriptures, they are life unto those who find them and health to all their flesh. The Bible will keep you healthy. It is life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. I've got to go fast because I've got more verses. Let's look at Psalm 107 and verse 20. I hope you're writing these down. I really hope you're writing these down. Psalm 107 and verse 20. Because you need to know where to find these later. Psalm 107 and verse 20. We're talking about the word of God being healing to you. The word of God being healing to you. Psalm 107 and verse 20, New King James. He sent his, say it with me, word. What did he send? He sent his word. Well, how did he, how did he send his word? 
Jesus is the word, according to John. First of all, he sent his only begotten son into the world. So, hey, that counts as sending his word. He also made sure that you got the written word of God, the logos in the Greek, the written word of God. You've got the word through Jesus. You've got the word because you're reading it right now. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. The, he, what, he sent his word, and what did his word do? His word healed them. His word will heal you and deliver you from your destructions. So what's, I mean, surefire guaranteed, it may take longer, but surefire way to get healed is the word of God. It is life unto those who find it and health to all their flesh. And according to Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all of their destructions. Look at Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. We got the story here of the Roman centurion. This was a Roman army officer. He was not Jewish. In fact, the Jewish people probably hated his guts. They didn't like the Romans. The Romans came in and took over their country. And they were bullies and mean. And so this guy, though, he apparently was a believer in Jesus. And so he comes and says, my young servant is at home sick and paralyzed. He can't move. And so Jesus says, hey, I will come and heal him. And the man says these words right here that floored Jesus. Lord Jesus, he's like, you don't even need to come. Look at this. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 8. I'm in the King James. Matthew 8, verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And listen. You read the rest of the story on your own time. It says at that same hour, the servant was healed. And Jesus was like, Whoa! He said, I haven't ever seen faith like this, not even in Israel. Not even the covenant people have faith like this. But look, the word of God is so powerful. This man probably wasn't a theologian. This man probably didn't know all the covenant rights of the Jewish people because he wasn't Jewish. But he apparently knew the power of the word of God. You, as a covenant person and a child of God, do you know the power of the word of God? This came to me. Let's just, I'm gonna, you know, let me ask a question. What's the distance you're supposed to socially distance from people to stay safe right now? Okay. Uh, anybody know how long you're supposed to quarantine if you've, you know, come into contact? Someone name me a healing verse right now that I didn't just use. Thank you. Now listen, listen, my point is this, a couple of you knew some verses, a lot more people know more of the COVID rules than they know the rules of the word of God. I'm not making fun of you or putting down on you, but if you know the quarantine rules, the distancing rules, the mask and the vaccine rules and all that information, but you can't quote a healing verse, I'm not judging you. Maybe, maybe, but listen to me. I'm just saying, if you know the power of the word of God, you better get this stuff in your heart. I'm not making fun, but you need to know some healing verses. Well, I don't, I'm not good at memorizing. 
you just memorized a bunch of those things. I don't know how you're not that good at it. Why? Because it's been put in front of your eyes and in front of your ears for 16, 18 months now. What if you just took at least one verse? I recommend more. What if you took at least one verse that we've given you tonight and memorized it? Thank you. I'm going to let that marinate in your brain for the next few days. Amen. But you need to know some healing verses even more so than you know the COVID rules. Thank you very much. All right. Number five. Who's ready for this? Your words. Hey, there's God's words. But did you know that one way to receive healing from God through the Bible is your own words? Well, my words, they don't carry much weight. Your words carry a stinking lot of weight. More weight than you probably care to know. Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs 18.21. You, you should know this verse. And if you've come here very long, you know this verse. So I know you know it. And you know that I know that you know it. But we need to know it. Okay. All right. So Proverbs 18 and verse 21. And so... The topic of your words comes back to the topic of personal responsibility. And you're like, well, yeah, words. We believe very strongly in the power of words. Jesus said in Mark 11:23 that you can have whatsoever you say. That's powerful. But look at this, Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they who love it will eat its fruit, or will eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's awesome news or that's scary news. I guarantee you right now, if you go around speaking sickness, depression, weakness, anxiety, negativity, you will reap the consequences. You, you will, you will eat the fruit of your words. And some night, well, I don't know why this bad stuff happens to me all the time. I just don't get it. Well, if you want, if you want an outside opinion, a lot of times I can tell you why those things are happening because you constantly say bad things over your life. I don't want to say bad things over my life. I don't say things like, well, it's killing me, driving me crazy. I'm sick and tired of this. Man, it just makes me sick. Then you wonder why you're sick all the time. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Speak words of life over yourself, man. Speak words of life over yourself. If you, again, you know, we have kind of a church culture around here. A lot of similar churches to ours that are in the word of faith uh, type of uh, preaching and teaching. We don't want to, you know, and, and so you may think we're weird. It's okay, because we think you're weird, okay? But just hold on for a minute. So, you may catch us saying things like, well, sister so-and-so, she's receiving healing tonight, so she won't be here. Last I heard, she was sick as a dog. <laughs> no, 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 listen, no. And you may think that we're crazy, but you're not going to hear very many of us, at least those of us that have been here for a while, say, she is sick. Say, well, she's at home receiving some healing. We prayed for her, and we know the power of God's work, and she's getting better. She is getting better right now. I don't see it. I don't care if you see it. Walk by faith, not by sight. And if you can't do that, just keep your mouth shut, right? But listen, listen to me. You need to guard your words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Here's another one for you. How about Proverbs 12, uh, verse 18? Proverbs 12, 18. I don't believe there's healing in my words. Do you believe the Bible? Who in here believes the Bible? 
we're batting about 50%. I like that. You know, hey, 50% is good, cause, but, but I'd like it if everybody believed the Bible. Who in here believes in the Bible and that it's true, it is not a lie, it is not some outdated ancient book, amen, then I'm talking to you. So we just looked at Proverbs 18.21, flip those numbers over a little bit. We got Proverbs 12.18. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword. Some people's words are piercing like a sword, man. I've had some people slice me and dice me with their words, but look at this. But the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue, the words of the wise are health. That's the King James. The New Living Translation says there, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Do you want your words to pierce and cut up and dissect and hurt your life? Your words can bring healing. The words of the wise bring healing. And so if you're not wise, there's only one other option, really, and that would mean you're a fool. And I don't want you to be a fool. I don't want to be a fool. I've been a fool sometimes, but I don't want to be a fool right now. And listen, the words of the wise bring healing. In your life, I'm challenging you. I'm encouraging you right now. Guard your words. You will never, ever hear me say something stupid like, well, it's, it's flu season and uh, we'll get it. We always do. We'll get it. Dude, I, you will never. I would say I'd rather be caught dead. I don't want that either. But listen to me. I would never speak that over my house or my children. I, hey, all right, it may be flu season. Take it if you want it. But we ain't going to get it because the words of the wise are health. We don't, we don't believe in the flu. You can't say that. I don't believe in Santa Claus either, and I do not believe. I know it's real, but I refuse to accept it at my house. And, well, you can't say that. Everybody's got to get it. No, you don't. You can walk in healing, and you can walk in health. So Satan may try to bring sickness and throw it at you, but listen, if you've got the word of God and you are ready to go and you're prepared for that, you can get rid of it. You can Get rid of it. It's a promise from God, and it's in his word. I've just given you five different ways. I thought of a few others later on, but I don't have time for that now. Five's a lot for a Wednesday night. Five ways, Bible ways, to receive healing. I'm telling you right now, get this in your heart. And if sickness tries to come, you'll be ready. And if sickness has already come, start using the word of God. And there are ways to receive healing. Amen. Well, we better close it down. We're late. All right. Amen. Everybody receive that tonight? All right. All right. Let's stand up together. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.